There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And what's up, everybody? I hope you all have had a great day, a great week, whatever the time of day it is you're listening. You all, I'm so excited because we have one of my favorite humans, people, brand, all the above here. We have Barry CEO Joey Gonzalez here to talk about where Barry's has been, what they're up to. We're talking our Spotify raps. We're talking just working out, being healthy all the above so if you like working out if you like health if you like wellness if you just want to hang out and take a walk and listen to something this is the episode for you so let's get into today's episode with barry's global ceo joey gonzalez and joey welcome to the show how are you good it's it's good to be back with you colin you know we're here we're here to party okay i usually like to do my question of like what is influential being to you, but I don't feel like doing it today. Tell me who your top two artists on your Spotify wrapped or Apple replay were. If you know. Oh my gosh, it's really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, Taylor Swift. And are you ready for the second one? Let's go. Kelly Clarkson. That's not embarrassing at all. Those Taylor was my number like- one also in it's like a teenage girl's playlist. Like, I don't know what goes on in my free time. No, that's iconic. We love Kelly and we love Taylor here. This is a well, I love that Taylor like, I Kelly do too. space. I just don't <laughs> talk about it as openly and honestly. I actually do think there's a flaw. And the flaw is when you're in fitness and you use music and you listen to music, a lot of it isn't Apple music, right? It's like DJ play. It's, it's things that it can't recognize. So I'm actually mm-hmm. way edgier than Apple thinks I am. I just want to, you know, get that in there. Like, I approve. I also feel like it's weird that, okay, this might sound controversial for my fellow Swifties, but John Mayer is usually my top artist every year. And this year, it's like the first year it's not him. 
and it's Taylor. And so I don't know if I'm like changing into a new era or what's going on, but John Mayer was nowhere near like my top songs or artists at all. Wow. You've moved on. So, so I, I clearly I'm he, I'm in my healing era right now, I guess. I mean, this, let's be honest, 2023 was her year. It was. Yeah. She she fed us. We got to speak now. Taylor's version, 1989. She fed us. We were well yeah. this year. But they I listened. Fed. The other thing is I listened to Renaissance on repeat for so long. I don't know how it didn't make it, but maybe that was 2022. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother story. I'll go down that rabbit hole later. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> back to <laughs> Um, what are we talking tell about? Me, <laughs> so, take me back to, before we get into berries, take me back to the role that health and wellness played in your life growing up. Were you a big like exercise person or healthy person? Like what was the, what was the vibe? I mean, if I could sum it up in one word, it would be sedentary was how I, w- that was how I was <laughs> as a child in my adolescence. I was very much inspired by my nuclear family. Um, you know, my dad would go to the gym for two hours a day and do yoga and everything. My mom um, would, you know, really try to encourage me to get up in the nicest way possible in her, you know, thick Italian accent. Joey, you should at least go for a walk today. <laughs> but I'm enjoying my pizza and the third movie of the day. It just was not great. I was really sedentary. My brother uh, became a sports medicine doctor, super active in like two or three sports Uh, During the year, my sister the same. She's now an Ironman triathlete. Um, So uh, I didn't really have a choice. I kind of, it was like either beat him or join him. So I joined him eventually. Okay, wow. That took a turn because I was hoping for the, you know, I jogged and ran a little bit. Yeah, I can't relate. I honestly only did sports and stuff. And I'm going down a tangent. I honestly only did sports and stuff growing up because I felt I looked good in the uniforms. Like I did tennis and basketball because I was like oh you know what I look good I also and it used to be so funny like our team would lose and our coach would be like pissed and stuff he'd be like I could have seen you guys play better blah blah and I'd be like but coach and everybody we look so good in our uniforms like <laughs> look like our our color scheme like you can't, unmatched they're and like everybody be Colin, like what you, you, be, you bedazzled yours you're like, uh, I know. And, uh, <laughs> like, in your point. <laughs> and, Sparkling on the field. Right? I Like, like my legs looked good to this day. Like, <laughs> best legs on, on the Atlantic Ocean. Can't compete. <laughs> Got it. So, like, were you, were you one of those kids also, like, growing up in PE that was, like, shy to, like, do the, uh, what do you call it? Like, the challenge where it's like the rock wall and stuff or were you um, kind of like I, don't, I was kind of bigger so strength wasn't really my challenge <laughs> but that like timed mile was the bane of my existence you know every year when they timed your mile and I was like oh, oh gosh. gosh I'm gonna have to do this um yeah so I I found fitness later in life it was really in my early 20s that I started to kind of fall in love with it in a crazy way just like absolutely loved it and it's because growing up you don't, at least back in the day, uh, either you were an athlete or you didn't really do much physically. Do you know what I mean? Like there were, there were no kids yeah. when I was growing up that were just working out, quote unquote. You were either training for football or soccer or whatever. But I fell in love with just working out. Like my time at the gym 
I love it. it it's just my favorite time when I take a various <laughs> class and I like disappear in that red room. It, it is like if I don't work out during the day, uh, it's not a great day. For me. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality for me. And I feel like that's important too that you touched on like the whole mindset around it. Like you can't go with the mindset where it's like, I got to lose weight, I got to do this. And it's like, that can be your drive. But if you're just too focused on that, you kind of lose the enjoyment of it. Like you said, like of just like being there, being with community, being there with friends, having a fire playlist or whatever. So I feel like it's like, really, like I immediately got into working on doing stuff. I feel like in college to help with my anxiety and help bring it down. So once I kind of got away from like, I got to be here to get my anxiety level down and stuff into like, you know what? I like being here. I feel good after I have energy. I feel like that's when it really started to become enjoyable. And I feel like that's something that we tend to lose in the track of it. Whenever people are like, Oh, let's go to the gym. It's like, no, it's a place, you know, have fun. Like health is a benefit of it, but that can't be your whole like main mindset. Cause then it just makes it a, a miserable like experience. Yeah. Yeah. And like what and what was your like first role in into this space? Like was it at Barry's or what was kind of your first uh sort of. It was my first role in fitness was uh actually in sales. Um <clears throat> at Gold's Gym in Hollywood. Uh but the only reason I at the time was working uh I was actually a temp and I was moving around from one job to the next. Uh, and I had just kind of sunset my acting career, which is what I did from age 13 to 25. Um, and once I gave that up, I was sort of lost to a certain extent, just trying to find what it is that I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And I knew what it had been like to be madly in love with my career uh, and wasn't going to settle for less than that. So I went through every job you can imagine from like massage therapist to real estate salesperson. Like I tried it all. Um, and at the time I was temping, I started to do berries, uh, and I was so obsessed. I was going maybe twice a day. Uh, and then I heard that the GM position was opening up. Um, and th that I had heard that like 
six months before it finally opened up. Like the girl who oh, was wow. in that position took a long time to leave. Carly, <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> where are you going, girl? Like I'm waiting. Um, in the meantime, coincidentally, Barry asked if I wanted to be a trainer, which was like the ultimate dream, right? And so now I became a trainer, had my eye on the GM role, finally uh, heard that it was open uh, to apply for. And by that time, uh, I had actually had experience now working at Gold's Gym, getting some uh, you know, sales experience. Uh, and I'm so sorry, Colin, someone's knocking at my door. Can we pause yeah, for we a can... sec? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone. I was like, that's the that's the beautifulness of not recording Colin, live. Colin, I'm in the middle of a and seeing something. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's like, no, it's is fun. he going to stop? No, it's um, like, it's we're not live, so this is the beauty of great. being live. Okay. <laughs> um, so I... Where was I? I became an instructor first. And then uh, after a couple of months of being an instructor, the GM role opened up. And since I had been working that sales role at Gold's, I felt like at least I had one thing on my resume that I could sort of bring in and say, look, I've learned something, right? I've learned acquisition. I've learned, you know, sales strategy, et cetera. So... Um, I got that job and and had that dual role for a number of years. And the to be the trainer, like I'm always curious, like how did that process work? Was like a lot of like fitness tests, or how did that process go to become like a trainer there? You're talking about like certifications. Yeah. Oh, so group has its own like certifications. There's an actual group cert. Uh, we prefer today, back then it was just group cert. Today we prefer group plus PT, personal training. Um, at the time I just, you know, I got my group certification and then there was no training program for berries at that time. Uh, you kind of just were thrown in and, and you figured, <laughs> um, remember this is, you know, 2005 where boutique fitness doesn't exist. It's, you know, it's the only player in the landscape, Barry's at the time. So the bar was on the floor, you know, so you just had to be able to deliver <laughs> a decent class. Um, so that was it. Yeah, that was my beginning of teaching. Uh, got my group cert uh, before I started teaching. And that's it. That was the story. And for those beginning who aren't familiar, can you give us... <laughs> I'm screaming. <laughs> can you give us like a backstory of what Barry's is for those who aren't too familiar, like what it is and like what your current role is? Sure. So Barry's is the original hit boutique fitness concept that started in 1998 by a genius man named Barry. So there is a Barry. Uh, it's a combination <laughs> of running on the treadmill and lifting weights on the floor. And you go back and forth for 50 minutes. Uh, today, we've actually innovated and we have a number of modalities. So we have another concept called Ride where same combination of cardio and strength, but a different machine. You know, you're using a stationary bike that you're going back and forth with. Uh, and then we have a third modality called lift, which is 50 minutes of just pure strength training. And it's the best workout in the world, trademarked. No, and it really is. And one thing that I really like about it is I feel like a lot of the gyms that we talked about, like a lot of times you go into them and they can be intimidating and it feels like, oh gosh, everybody here's a pro and here I am, this like whatever. And I feel like one experience I really like about it is the minute you walk in, it's that sense of community and everybody's like, hey, is this like 
your first time, welcome. And I feel like that's one thing that's very unique to the Barry experience and what also why a lot of people don't like going to gyms or boutique fitness places because I feel like everybody's like ahead of them and it's not really welcoming. So what are some ways that you all try, uh, really do a good job of like making it inclusive and making everybody feel safe? Because that's something hard to do with any type of environment. Yeah, I, th- I think we're hyper-focused on it because Barry's has a reputation of being challenging. And so for decades, we have gotten feedback from both clients and non uh, that it's an intimidating brand. So with that in mind, we really started to create a customer path, a, an experience for clients who you know were trying us for the first time, where you show up uh, and you know there's a nice handwritten note from the manager waiting for you either on your treadmill or on your floor space, welcoming you to the FitFam. Um, and so immediately you feel you know welcomed in this new dark red space. <laughs> Uh, You're also (laughs) given a short tour around the studio and shown like how to operate the machines and um, what's going to happen on the floor. And you have a little bit of uh, one-on-one time with your instructor before you go in. So really just helping people, helping them ease into the experience. And that um, tone carries on throughout the class. So as an example, I just taught this morning in Atlanta and I'm very aware, and all the instructors are, of the varying degree across the room, right? There are some very advanced athletes. There are some first-timers always who are either intermediate, beginner, advanced, or lower than beginner, right? And I had a little bit of everything. And so we will give our speeds and our directions to both the floor and the treadmill uh, and the whole time will really be balancing, encouraging the elite athletes to push as hard as they possibly can and cheerleading those that might be beginner or lower um, in trying their best and in pushing their best, but also in accepting that their best is good enough for us, right? Because we never want someone to leave feeling deflated or humiliated or anything like that. No, and I feel like that is true because I remember the first time I went to one of the classes, my friend who I won't name, but she knows who she is, um, she kept putting up my resistance on my bike. She's like, you can do it. You got this. And the instructor was very kind to me. Like you said, read me and being like, okay, like he's clearly this is his first time. Like do the best that you can do. <laughs> it was just like, no, you're going to turn up that resistance, baby. You're going to like, you got this. And I'm just like, leave me alone. And I feel like that's so true. Because I feel like a lot of times that these classes and stuff, they assume that a lot of people are kind of advanced. And instead of like, kind of like seeing as like, hey, like, is this person okay or good? Like, they're just like, all right, everybody, like, you got this. Let's go, go. And they're kind of pushing you and not reading it. Yeah. So I feel like that's just very important to make sure you're, kind of reading the room and actually seeing it's like, okay, like everybody in here is not going to be like level 10. Some might be three, some might be negative three. And you kind of have yeah. to be like, okay, do your best. You you, you want to keep her around, by the way. That's a friend everybody needs. <laughs> Truthfully. <laughs> no, she's scared. She's, first of all, she's a gym rat. Like she knows who she is. She is a gym rat. Um, and always in berries. And she was the one that had been trying to get me to go forever. And I was just like, yeah, babe, like, 
I'm the sit still look pretty type. You know, I work out. I do legs. You know, <laughs> I do what needs to be done. But I don't know if I'm built for for. And the minute I walked in and went, like everybody was so welcoming. I let like the instructors know that I was here for the vibes. Yeah. And everybody kind of as each class went, as each time I went, they'd be like, you know what, like you push yourself a little bit more and whatever. And I feel like that's just so important for an environment that's like, hey, like don't give up now. Like you got this. Like keep going instead of being like, oh well. Looks like you're just not our material. So see yeah. you when we see you next. <laughs> no, it, you know, if I'm being honest, the Barry's uh, experience was a lot more like what your friend did for you. Uh, that day. <laughs> You'd have instructors way back in the day pushing clients' speeds up, um, calling people out if they weren't doing things uh, as well as, you know, maybe some of the others. Uh, and that was the business that I walked into. I, you know, because I was young and I could hang, like I always had a great experience, but I definitely saw people around me not feeling paid attention to, included, celebrated, met where they were, you know, like the, it just was, um, I, there, I saw a lot of opportunity there. And I would say that the way that that's changed has been because of how my life was impacted in growing up, you know, Latino, gay in the Midwest, uh, which is <laughs> a very homogenous place. Uh, it just really made me want to spend the rest of my life ensuring that other people never felt that way and that people felt <clears throat> included uh, and just a part of the party, you know, because that's what Barry's Ultimate is like. It's, it's a party. Everybody is there to have fun and work out hard and do their best. Yeah, it's like we're not here to kind of – we're here to, you know, hear some greatest, like, hits, feel like we're at a bar on a Thursday night. We're here to turn up, get our legs toned, as I call it, the DILF legs. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Get our But uh, I think what's also really cool about it is I feel like the energy from being in the class has also really transpired online on you guys' social and stuff, which can be really hard to do to kind of, like – create that same atmosphere and community online as well? Like, is there like a formula that you all try to do to kind of really capture that community feel, whether it's online through the various apps that you guys have and through Instagram and all the things? Like, how do you guys kind of like formulate that? Yeah, it's not the easiest because we are always, my head of brand is Genius. She's amazing. Vicky, not sure if you've met her, but. Um, oh, I love her. Yeah, she's yeah. <laughs> it's a most fabulous girl. And it's it's a tough job to balance managing a premium fitness brand uh, with one that is community first, right? And so uh, I would say, you know, we do a little bit of both. Uh, we do like, you know, the Berries fashion shoots where you kind of get a sense for this brand being hip and cool and fun and sexy and all of those things. But we also showcase our community, which is something I'm always pushing for. Um, and we have, we do something <clears throat> every week called Spotted, which is one of my favorite features on our Instagram and our social, uh, which is where we just share, you know, all of our users' content. Uh, and it'll be, you know, someone's 100th class or, you know, cute selfies in the red room. And um, just a way for us to really, A, make our clients feel seen um, and giving them some, you know, 
visibility so that other members of the community can see them and follow them or message them and say, oh my gosh, I was in that class or whatever, you know, start a conversation starter. Uh, and then also to show like the diversity and show how incredible Barry's is because it is located at this point in so many different cities and states and countries. You know, we're in, we're going to be in our 15th country this year. So um, that's definitely something we like to, to showcase. Because I feel like that is true because a lot of times, like if you're someone who either is going somewhere or looking to go somewhere, you want to make sure that you see people there that look like you and just see the representation. Cause that can be a stumbling block whenever people are like, Hey, like, come check this out. The first thing we'll do is whether it's a restaurant, a place or something, we go to their social media. And so that kind of is like the first impression of it. And if people don't see themselves, they can really visualize themselves in those spaces. That's going to stop them from even signing up or registering for something. So I feel like that's so very key in making sure that you, like you said, like do a really good job of emphasizing that and really showing that if that's something that your business is doing. Yeah. And we also want to give our followers perks on social, right? So we'll, when we have brand partnerships, we'll do social giveaways, you know, with Celsius and Therabody and Lululemon and so many of our great, great supportive partners. Um, And I would say that social for me personally and for the brand has been great in terms of feedback faucet. You know, my DMs are filled every (laughs) single day. Uh, And I am everything from, you know, client experience to Mariana Tech tech management. I'm, you know, always responsive with clients and always trying to help them. And and our, you know, brand page is the same. So just being really receptive and responsive uh, is another part of our social strategy. And we also leverage our talent because we have the best instructors in the world. So we leverage them as our brand ambassadors to really help amplify our campaigns and our challenges and all of that. No, and that's so true. Like, I love whenever I see, like, instructors I've met or done and I'm seeing, like, a cool campaign. I'm like, that's her. That's her. You better go, girl. Yes, let's do it. Um, which I think is really cool, too, because it makes you take pride in being like, oh, that's my instructor. Like, they're the best and all that stuff. And it just really makes you take pride in your class and then also – seeing the different people that you know or have you met or you've seen on there, like doing cool things in, in the class too, which is really fun. Yeah. But my main question is, how do you guys decide on where to be? Because I feel like there has to be a method to the madness of like how you're going to be like, oh, we're going to open another one in Sydney or we're going to open one over here in like WeHo or like how does how does that formula work of how you guys decide where to be? Yeah. It's a combination of really listening to our clients as well as looking at the data, right? So we have not a data-driven strategy, but rather a data-informed strategy um, where we will take a look at, you know, the psychodemographic reports across any of the U.S. cities we're considering, and um, it will either pop or won't on paper. But one of the ways that we then stack rank, you know, which markets to prioritize other than the obvious, which is, you know, procuring development sites, is taking a look at what our clients, where our clients want us to be next. And we do that from a variety of, we've had, you know, space on our website where you can request a location, you know, and, your, and you enter your zip code. We have inbound requests through email, through direct messaging, all that. So it's a really a combination of those two things. Because I've always wondered that whenever they're like, oh, this one's coming here. And I'm like, oh, that's such a good spot. There's an Erewhon or a Trader Joe's or Target right there. That's perfect. I can go shopping and then go to class right after or vice versa. This makes yeah. so much sense. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and when speaking of partnerships, like you mentioned, like Lululemon and a few others, how do those conversations usually start? Is it like you guys approaching them being like, hey, we have this cool activation? Or is it like them reaching out to you and being like, hey, we have this coming up. Would you guys like to partner? So it's always been very much um, organic and inbound. So it would be conversations that are inspired by already existing relationships with either clients who work at, let's say, Diageo and put together, you know, put us in touch with the Don Julio team or something like that. Um, that's how we've really built our brand partnership. Um, historically, how we built that stream of revenue and that experience for our clients. This past year was the first time we actually put a headcount against it. So now we have brand partnership uh, individual who's really talented uh, and is proactively seeking out brands to partner with that really help elevate both brands, right? Uh, and have sort of a, a symbi symbiotic relationship where we're either already sharing a lot of customers that are just going to love the partnership or alternatively, <laughs> you know, want to give each other access to each other's customers because maybe we don't yet, but we know they're very much the same, right? So, um, but our partnership, it's really broad the way that we think about it. We work with, you know, Netflix on new movies and TV shows. We work with uh, alcohol brands. We, we really work with uh, <laughs> a lot of different industries uh, and it's so much fun. And I think, you know, my, what I love about my team is that they're always putting the brand first uh, I think we we definitely leave some money on the table to the extent that we're not going to do any job. Like we've been approached mm -hmm. by a lot of companies that we just don't feel like it makes sense from a brand perspective. Uh, but that's really, you know, I think Barry's has built some really great brand equity and to compromise that would not be great for us. Because I feel like a lot of times like companies will be like, oh, well, we're really trying to reach Gen Z or mommy bloggers. So we're going to work with um this brand called goat sweaters that makes sweaters for goats and then people look at it they're like wait what this doesn't make any sense so i feel like it's very important to be attuned like use your tools of like what are people commenting on uh saying that they'd love to see you guys work with or talk to your consumers and be like hey like what are some things that you guys like to do instead of just picking up random partnerships for yeah. a check yeah <clears throat> And, like, do you have – now I'm, like, curious. Do you have, like, a dream brand, company, or person that you would like to see collab with, like, for berries? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> that's a good one. I would have to think about it. I mean, for a while it was Lululemon, uh, and we did an incredible collab. It was called Stronger is One. Uh, I don't know if you were a Barry's client at that time. Probably not. It was twenty nine. I've, I've seen the Lulu. I've seen the Lulu. The the collab merge for it's fire. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was awesome. It was basically like a a capsule within the Lululemon stores, uh, around forty pieces that were branded Barry's and Lululemon, and it was all branded like Stronger as One. And it was, you know, I think 150 stores around the world, which was really cool because then we uh, had, you know, exposure in markets where we didn't yet even exist and got to see, you know, whether or not people knew the brand and how they responded to it. Um, so that was a dream come true. 
I think uh, in terms of what I'd love to do in the future, um, I think we're really looking for the right hospitality partner to start doing some mm -hmm. really cool retreat stuff. Um, we've dabbled in it a bit, but um, I've always wanted to do something, you know, much bigger and better and more fun. Uh, so that's definitely something that we're exploring at the moment. You guys should definitely do one. I'm a huge Air One person, so I push that and bring them up in every conversation to help manifest this dream for myself. Um, you guys should definitely partner with Air One and do something. I don't know what it could be, like a juice or a smoothie or something, but I, I see it. That's a perfect thing. Yeah. I see it. That's a perfect person. <laughs> <laughs> the berry shake. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so funny. Uh, uh, but now we were talking about, we said some, a comment earlier that made me think of, do you guys do any, like, pop-ups or in-person? Like, I know a lot of times at, like, festivals or just in the summer when people are more outside brands and stuff will do like outside activations and things. Yeah. Do you all do any of those like at the various um, locations to kind of get people aware and then also just kind of like take the experience outside the red room? At the locations or you put pop-ups outside the locations? Like pop-ups like outside, yeah. whether it's like an event or stuff. We do for sure. We, we started off kind of light Back in the day, we would do pop-ups in like like Coachella, say as an example, and we would, you know, just roll out mats and bands as an example. Uh, now, you know, we've gotten much more sophisticated, and we'll roll in in some cases our treadmills. We've done like you know pop-ups in places like uh, Park City uh, during the Sundance Film Festival, where we took over space and you know just recreated the Red Room was so cool. It was a really, really fun one. Um, actually, right now at Art Basel, we are premiering Barry's Ride in Miami Beach. Uh, and that's the, you know, cycling concept that we launched last year. Uh, so that's a really fun, like, out on the beach pop-up experience. Uh, we're going to do Aspen Gay Ski Week, I think, this year. Uh, oh, it's definitely, yeah, a conversation that we're having. Um, so we, yeah, we do a lot of that. We, we, we love to have fun. And in some cases we've even, uh, we're opening up a Scottsdale pop-up the same way we opened an Austin pop-up with the expectation that it will become, you know, a long-term studio, uh, but just wanting to sort of test the waters and see, you know, if we have the audience for it. That's, uh, I definitely like the Austin one as someone from Texas. That would be a good one. Like, I could see like a cool location around like the Barton Springs area near Zilker Park over there. I, I see the vision. I got you. I see it. <laughs> you have my vote. <laughs> um, um, for my last question, for everybody who's listening, I was like, oh, Joey, cool. Like, love that Barry's does all this and just inviting. What advice would you give to a company or, or a brand that's listening that's like they want to create kind of that true like experience where a consumer or a client can come in and like feel that welcome thing from the minute like they go on the website to register to in person and then leaving like what's a good strategy tip for people wanting to create like more of a welcoming environment experience? I think you just you know the most important thing is to know who your clients are, right? We have a distinct advantage at Barry's that. I would say 80% of the, 
of the executive team were brand evangelists before they even worked here. Um, myself included, right? My president uh, was CFO of a publicly traded company and sent me countless emails asking if there was ever a chance he might be able to work at Barry's. And his, <laughs> his path is very similar to a lot of my other leadership team. Our head of operations, uh, SVP of ops, same thing. Um, so that gave us, you know, I think a little bit of an advantage in such we really understood the customer journey. And so what we tailored and created for our clients in terms of client experience was coming from our own experience. So that would be my best advice, right? Is like if you're trying to ensure that your customers have the best experience, you just really need to know your product. You need to understand the emotional journey they go through while they're either, whether it's a service, right? What they're experiencing the minute they walk through the door or whether it's a product, you know, where you're selling online, what they experience the minute they click on the website or even before, right? So it's just... That's the most important thing. Get in the mind of your client. There we have it, people. You heard it from. You heard it here first. This is what you need to do. Uh, <laughs> um, Joey, thank you so much for being here today and just bringing the vibes, bringing the energy that we all need. Thank you, Colin. Such a pleasure. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.